Welcome to another episode of I Am Not What You Think I Am podcast. Today is episode five. So today I'm talking to one of the best urban producers in the UK, one of the best producers I've ever worked with. Um, he's worked the likes of Dave, to Jay Haas, to Heady One, to Skepta, and even Burner Boy. Um, he's the man that always has a hoodie on, if you ever see him. <laughs> and if ASAP Rocky ever needed a doppelganger, oh, he my would be this man. <laughs> oh, Guys, my I'm here with the one and only Ayo, my Jeez. guy. Yo, bro, what are you saying, man? It's good to be, um, it's good to be here, man. My guy, yeah. nice. No, good to have you on the show, man. Bro, nah, thank you, it's man. good to have you. How you doing? Bro, I'm all right, man. It's obviously Corona, but do you know what? Yeah, I'm trying to be mm. positive. Do you know what? It sounds mad, yeah. It sounds mad to say, and I, and I don't mean, when I say this, I don't, I'm not trying to take away or like degrade from, from anyone that's had like, you know, has had issues in this time or whatever, whatever. But I'm not going to lie. This time has been quite. It's been it's, it's been a blessing in some ways, isn't it? Because it's like, ah, mm. oh, it's giving me chances to like just sit down and make beats again, or try and be more more active on social media, chat to people who wanna who wanna know stuff. Like it's been it's, it's been it's been a bit of a mad time, but yeah, man, I can't lie, I'm I'm, I'm alright, man. That's... I can't complain, man. There's nothing to complain about at this moment in time. So you know, no, nah, you're yeah, preaching. Man. It's it's true, man. You got to... first of all, we're alive. You know, exactly. we're breathing and. Exactly. There's many people that are in hospitals at the moment or some people are mourning. You know, I've had some people where their close family friends have died from it and stuff. Bro. And I'm like, at first I thought it was a joke, you know, with this Bro. whole like thing, people saying cool, cool, the Cardi B, that mix that someone did, Bro. like turning it into songs. I'm like, no, nah, this is actually a serious thing. Sure. And we should be grateful that we're alive and stuff. Um, for yeah, honestly, for real. So, um... Let's start from the beginning. Like, where did you grow up? Like, was you always a London person or did you go somewhere else? Like, um, so do you know what? Yeah, I actually, um, so where I live, um, or where I where I was born, or where I grew up is, um, it's a place that's not too far from Stratton. So I'm, I'm, I'm literally on the edge of Southwest London, um, to where it starts being Surrey. Basically, that's kind of where I grew up in it. So if I ever had to be in London, it was always South London. So I'm always still familiar with South London. So it's pretty much South London, but. Mm. I'm technically not South London. I'm far enough away to not be like South Southwest London. But at the same time, I live. I pretty much live right, literally right next to the Stratton, Mitcham, and all them places. Too, and all those places there. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So um, that's kind of that's kind of where oh, I grew up for okay. a while. And then um, when I was probably around nine or ten, my mom got a job um, in Manchester, so I had to move to uh, Manchester for a while for a long time. Um, and um, I pretty much spent the rest of my I pretty much spent from I spent nine the ages of nine or ten to about eighteen in Manchester, and obviously after eighteen I went to uni, um, came back to Manchester for a year, um, just to work and stuff like that after uni, and then yeah, then I've just moved back to London mm. to just do music full time. So um, half of my life has been spent in Manchester, but then now it's like again half my life has been spent in London as well. So um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, that's that's so yeah, it's a bit weird because I'm very familiar with Manchester, but at the same time, my heart is London as well. So it's, it's, of um, course, it's mad, but yeah, there's no place like London, man. Obviously, mm. we got Manchester though, or one six one, but you know, oh, there's no place. <laughs> just, you know, one six one, but there's no Come place on. like oh two or eight though. So yeah, you know I mean? come on, so, man. So, and so, how, yeah, how did you find it moving there? Like, was it weird at first, or was it just a thing you was like, alright, whatever? You know what? Yeah, at first it was like a little adventure. It's cool, cool. Then you start to realize, hold on, my friends are in London, my family's in London. It's only me, and my mum, that are in, like, in Manchester, and it's like, rah, like, okay, this is a bit. It's like, oh, this is a bit long. So I was like, oh, do you know what? I think it was the first week I got there. I said, um, boom. Obviously, I had older siblings, so I had known about university. I'd like, I, I was very aware of what I was gonna do later on in life or whatever. So they had been to uni. Like my, my, um, the sister that's just above me at the time, she was, um, she was in uni and et cetera, et cetera. So I kind of knew that, yeah, I'm gonna go uni and all that stuff. Even from a young age, I knew all that stuff. In it. Um, so mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. So the first week after that, I was in Manchester. I said, oh, do you know what? As soon as I finish uni, I'll come back to London. I don't know what I'm doing. I was even into music then, so I don't know what mm-hmm. I'm doing. But I'll come back to London. I didn't tell my mom like that, but it's four years. I was like, yeah, nah. After there was nothing wrong with Manchester at that time, but it was just like, oh no, nah, man. After this, yeah. I'm coming back to London, man. Like I can't be away mm-hmm. from London, wherever, wherever. And obviously, as the years went on, it just reinforced that yeah, I need to come back to London. Man. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And when you was in Manchester, um, when you was at uni, what did you study? Um, so I actually didn't go to uni in Manchester. I went to a uni called Stoke-on-Trent, Stafford, sorry, Staffordshire University, oh, yeah, yeah. which is in Stoke-on-Trent. Um, if, if, if no one knows where that is, it's like near Birmingham, Wolverhampton, all them places. There's like 40 minutes from Manchester. Um, so when I, when I went to uni, I actually studied film, um, so media, film production. Um, that's one of my other passions, funny enough. Um, um, I actually love cinematography. I love filmmaking. I love it so much. I actually just love films in general. So whether it's start, like watching films, analyzing films, making films myself or cinematography, like just doing things that are visually, you know, aesthetically pleasing. I just love it so much. Like I actually mm. probably love it. So, um, that's my other passion. But obviously music took over. Um, so yeah, but yeah, that's actually what I studied in uni, funny enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, it yeah. makes sense you speak about the film stuff. Um, some of your pictures on Instagram, they look very well, professionally well done. Uh, <laughs> you know, like you took it from like some some expensive camera or something like that and it's well edited. Yeah, so, um, nah, nah. <laughs> so how did you go from film to, I want to start making music? Do you know what? Yeah, so um, I'll, let me go back a bit. So I actually started making music when I was 14. Yeah, that's when I started making beats. And I think it was one summer where I, I didn't really have much to do. I was like, what can I do? And then um, that's how I think I found out. Obviously, so my brother has already been making music. He's been playing keys and making music. Well, he's been playing keys for longer than I've been alive. Um, and then he started, he's been making music for as, as, as young as I can remember. When we used to share a bedroom back in the day in London, yeah, I would wake up sometimes and I could just hear like rattling, like I could just hear that in it. And I'm just thinking, ah, and it's came to playing keys. And I'm just like, oh my days, that's what I'd wake up to. And I had no interest in it then. But music has always been around my family though. My dad, he wanted to do music. So um, my first experience of ever going to a studio was in Brixton back in the day when I was probably around, what, seven or something like that. Um, my dad wanted to do some music. He was trying to, you know, trying to think back in the day. So um, I went to one studio in Brixton with him. And obviously not knowing what everything is, I didn't really know what it was. I just knew this was a music studio. That's it. And I was just, I was just sat there just looking at all the equipment. Like, well, okay, wow, cool, cool. But I'm not going to lie. I wasn't like, I wasn't, that, that didn't get me. I wasn't like, yeah, this is what I want to do. It didn't get me. So I was like, all right, cool. But I've grown up around music anyway. So fast forward now, 14, um, Manchester. There's one summer I, I didn't really have much to do. So I was aware of making music and that. So um, I think I must have then got my hands on FL Studio. Um, and I was like, you know what? Pretty much the same as everyone to be honest. It's like, oh, do you know what? Let me just experiment, you know, see what's going on here. Started making random things. Um, I was like, all right, cool. You know, this is all right, cool. And then um, obviously then I got myself a keyboard um, one year. I was supposed to go to one concert or whatever, but because I didn't go, I was like, you know, let me just, I think I was, um, I think I just said, let me just get a keyboard instead. I was literally in the city centre of Manchester. And I was, that, that was my plan for that day. I was supposed to go to this concert, but I couldn't get tickets. So I was like, oh, do you know what? This is what it is, isn't it? So me and my mom were walking down one road and there was a music shop. And I was like, oh, mom, can we go inside? Um, and I've seen my first, uh, well, what was then my first keyboard, um, 149 keys, emu thing or whatever it was. And um, so I was like, cool. So then that's when I actually started then learning keys. I was like, okay, cool. So I learned a couple chords here and there. All right, cool, 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 cool. And then um, after that is then, I think like a year or so later, probably when I was 16, um, was when then I started playing in church. There's a KICC. They opened up a new branch in Manchester at the time. And um, we went to like one of the first services there, and obviously they didn't have really didn't have a keys player or something like that. So there was one time um, I was in there's, there's there's a room where they had a piano, and I was just messing around on the piano. And then they were like, "Oh, do you play keys?" And then obviously I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm learning, learning, trying whatever." The humble answer. Mm-hmm. At the time, I, I swear to you, I could only play three chords. I could only play three chords. That's it. Like there was nothing. Mm-hmm. Like that was literally it. So it's literally, oh, I'm learning, uh, learning, learning. But it was a challenge. I was like, "All right, cool. Let me do it." Um, so then, um, so yeah, then obviously that is what then excelled my keys. That's what then helped me start to really make music. And then that's when I really learned how to play keys in church, choir practice every week, going on YouTube to learn how to play songs, then learning like gospel keys, learning the number system, everything, just playing by ear, everything. Then that is what started to help me really make music. Then, um, then that's when I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. This music thing got right. And I've just been making peace mm-hmm. ever since, to be honest. So um, even when I was in uni studying film, I was still making music. In my, in my house in, in uni. It's just that um, for the first year, I was like, no, nah, when I leave uni, it's going to be film. Second year, I was like, mm. by the end of the second year, I was like, no, nah, do you know what? Nah, 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 nah. When I, when I, leave, when I leave uni, um, yeah, nah, I'm doing music. Something happened. I think um, I had a SoundCloud then. SoundCloud was going all right. I think um, that's when I had management interest then um, from an early manager back in the day. Um, so I was like, nah, do you know what? Nah, 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 nah. 
um, it's in my second or final year. I was like, you know, after after uni, I'm coming back to London to do music. Now I know what I was coming back to London to do now. I was like, no, it's going to be music now. So mm-hmm. I'd always been making music. It's just that film was more the forefront because that's what I was studying and all that stuff. I didn't always have time to make beats. But um, in my house, I'd still be making beats most of the time anyway, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's how... That's kind of how I jumped from film to music. I didn't really jump from it was more of a jump from music to film. Then, then after it's like no, back to back to music properly. Back to music, yeah. yeah. So, but, but like I said, though, music was always there. It's just that I was doing mm. film as well, you know, on top of it. But um, to be fair, you know, if, if I could, yeah, Bram, you never know, you know, man, could Bram, I could be become one mad music director, you know, music video director, or something, you know, later on. Oh, the kind of producer, do you know what I mean? So I still want to combine mm-hmm. it somehow later on in life. Cause I still mm. love film so much. I still love cinematography. I still love taking pictures and all that stuff. Like you know, so um, we'll see later on in life anyway. But yeah, that's the oh, of course. And, uh, yeah. You know, mm, it's like I, um, one of the other episodes was with um, Monroe. Oh yeah, cheers. Um, and he's he started off with a filming company as well, which I had no idea about. And then he was like, he was still he still loved making beats. And then in the end, he said, you know what, I'm st- I'm just gonna like stick to the music thing because you always have that. You might have like two things that you love, and you're like, oh, which one do I pick? But then the other one, you can just put it on the bench just for a bit, and then come back to it another time, like and not like completely kill it off. Yeah, so um, I-, I would say that. Um, so for the for you playing at church for someone. Like, not many people will know that a lot of musicians started playing at church. Mm-hmm. And that's what's helped us, like, that's it's made our ear, like, stronger and, like, how to come up with, like, calls and how to play without having to have a sheet in front of you. Yeah. What would you tell someone that doesn't go to church but wants to learn how to play an instrument? Um, I know church isn't, like, the, 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 like the, the pinnacle way to learn an instrument, but it definitely is... <clears throat> a strong tool yeah. for a lot of people where they find themselves now like what would you say like what's the best way of like learning a new instrument um so do you know what yeah um as well as obviously so playing in church was cool but playing in church yeah for me personally playing in church it wasn't like i went to church and they taught me in church no it was the experience of having to play every sunday then you um um playing every sunday um learning how to play like, on the fly yeah you'll be playing a song you don't know the song uh, you just have to then mm-hmm. use your ears to figure out what they're doing. You be like, mm, mm, mm. Then you have to figure out what they're doing. Um, learn how to play with a bass player. Learn how to play with drums. Learn how to play with other people. Um, um, then like even just seeing like live arrangements, seeing how things are done. That experience. So that that's what church taught. But church didn't actually say, all right, cool. This is how you're gonna play. Like this, 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 this. All of that was done by going home and practicing. And YouTube. I'm not gonna lie. YouTube was a big help. YouTube was probably. 50% of the reason why I can play keys now, um, I just go on there, search gospel keys, uh, search how to play this song, or how do I do this, or search popular gospel progressions, or search this and that and that. Um, there's a guy, I don't know if you know, there's a guy called Jamal Hartwell, gospel keys. Um, mm-hmm. fam, he was the, I had these, I had some of these DVDs on my hard drive. Just I just used to sit there and just watch and, you know, learn about the number system, learn about inversions, learn about, um, turnarounds, learn about, do you know what I mean? Like um, popular chord progressions, learn about just bare things, like learn about improvisation, how to improvise, learn about talk music, which is like when the pastor's talking or whatever, like learning yep, what kind of yep. chords to play then, what kind of feeling. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, so a lot of that was just done by actually just experimenting and playing, but then at the same time, no YouTube. So what I'd say is if, if you're not somebody that goes to church, like I didn't go to church just to learn keys, man's been brought up in church from anyway. Um, um, so I've, I've been, my mom's obviously, she's a, she's a, uh, a Jesus warrior. That's what I like to say. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so warrior for Jesus. So, um, she, she, I've been going to church since I was a kid anyway. So, um, it was, it wasn't something of, oh, no, I went to church just to learn keys. It's just that I just think church has the best musicians. But, um, if you don't go to church or you want to learn whatever, YouTube is there, you know, um, I'm lucky that I grew up in a time of social media. I grew up, YouTube started when I was in secondary school. That's like, like when I started secondary school in year seven, YouTube weren't there. I don't think YouTube came about a bit later. I think like maybe year eight or nine or something, or or year or year was it year eight or something? I can't remember. But either way, YouTube was kind of like our generation. We grew up with social media, really. Like we we saw the beginning of social media, like the like. Do you know what I mean? So um, um, now social media is a, a mad tool. Like you, but you can take courses on social media now. You can take do you know what I mean or or the internet or whatever. 
So um, mm. um, if you want to learn, just just literally, man, just pick buy an instrument. What is it you want to learn? And just literally learn on YouTube. I know it's hard, but that's where then you have to take the control as well as you. So you have to have the discipline then to sit down, devote an hour a week or not even an hour a week, you know, back in then I was doing an hour a day, minimum, minimum an hour a day, um, every night, just banging, banging, banging keys, banging practice. If it wasn't YouTube, it was practicing something I did learn from YouTube, practicing a song that I just learned from YouTube or whatever. So, um, YouTube can teach you, but then you have to have the discipline as well and the and the, also the motivation and drive to actually be like, you know what, I really want to learn this instrument. An hour a day, yeah, that damn, an hour a day, an hour a night, whatever it is, that goes a long way, you know, um, literally. Yeah. And some people do it for two hours, some people do it for however long. That's mad, that's cool, isn't it? But if you can at least yeah. just do an hour or 30 minutes a day um, of just maybe 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening, whatever, that's an hour a day. So you, don't have to, you don't even have to do it, like, just consecutively one hour, but... Just, 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 just spending some time just to then practice what you learn and seen on YouTube. That is, that is it. So, um, mm. that's how I'd say. That's how I'd. That's how. I, that's what I'd say to somebody who want to learn an instrument. Now, man, you can learn guitar. You can learn drums on there. You can learn bass on there. You can learn. You can learn a lot on YouTube, man. And also, as well, um, alternatively, as well, if you don't, if you can't do that, yeah, then then it's not the all and end all. Like, it's not. It's not that. Like that's it. You can't make music then, because let's be honest, Kanye West, you can't. You can't make. You can't play an instrument. You can't play no instruments. Yeah. But fam, that guy has a musical ear. He understands. You know what I mean, like he he listens to music. He does whatever. So do you know what I mean, that guy can't play no instrument. He can't play instruments like that. He can't play keys. He um. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He he just he just he just knows that like, music. So you don't have to always know how to play how to play an instrument or whatever. Um, but me personally, I just think when you can, in most cases, like I said, not in all, because Kanye can't play, but in some cases, it, you know, when you can play an instrument, you have a better understanding of music or some, you, you know what it is that you're typing on the piano roll. You know what you're doing, do you know what I mean? So, um, like I said, in some cases, not all cases though, in some cases, some mm -hmm. people can't play and they understand music so well, do you know what I mean? Um, mm. so in, in, in some cases, do you know what I mean? Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I've even got close friends with producers, um, that, 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 um, for example, like, bro, my, my, my bro, J5, he can't play keys. Um, he can't play keys to the way, like, for example, my, my cousin can or my brother can. No way. But his musical ear, yeah, is so, so sick. He knows, in his head, he knows the chord progressions. He can hear it and he knows how to translate mm. that down. So, um, if you ask if, if you ask him to play keys, you, you can't you can't play your progression. You can't play you like the the man. You can't be like, oh right, that, that that was so so sick. But fam, it's in his head. He knows he's got the musical mind. Do you know what I mean? It's all about your mind. That's literally it. So um, like I said, playing keys, playing an instrument is not the end. Like like if you can't play it, that's not the end of the world at all. No way. Um, if you can't play fluently or whatever, that's not the end of the world. So um, but if you do want to learn, YouTube is there, or even just get a teacher then. Um, get some get if you if you if you know somebody that's played keys or whatever ask them to teach you that's 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 another way as well so um so yeah man that's 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 it really i, I was preached hey <laughs> I was pre you guys i've heard it here there's no excuse after like oh i don't know what to do yeah. you guys <laughs> minutes pure advice there so take it take hey, it. It real, man. so you're now you've now moved back to london you're taking music seriously mm. what 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 happened then um, what happens in terms of what, like, what, when I got back to London? As in, so you got back to London, like, um, how did you, like, start making connections? How did you, like, start doing sessions, studio, like? Um, so, so, yeah, so when I, so you've got my, so my cousin, TSB, um, shout out to TSB and Maestro. Big on TSB. Um, legendary producers. Maestro, um, Maestro is um, mm -hmm. TSB's older brother, which is my older cousin as well. Um, so shout out to them, man. So, um, so, um, when I came back to London, obviously TSB, we've been making music together for time. Even when I was in Manchester, sending beats out via MSN, going back and forth, even Maestro, going back and forth, sending stuff back and forth via MSN, you know, getting better like that. Um, so cool. When I've come back to London, I'm like, all right, cool. When I come to London, I'm just obviously just going to link up with um, with um, TSB and that and just, yeah, let's just make music. Um, what How it really happened, though, was um, in my last year of uni, uh, I had to make a film project. They were like, all right, cool. It's going to be your last project. You can make on whatever you want to do it on. I did my last project on my older cousin, Maestro. Um, so I came down to London, yeah. And um, and I spent one week in London. Um, 
and I just filmed the studio. So that's when I really first saw um, what was then Eden Studios. That's when I, that's where all the men that used to work. So um, Maestro, he's close, he went to college and he's been close friends with um, another big producer, ADP. Shout out ADP, that's my bro as well. They were close friends anyway. Um, then also Levi Lennox, he was in the same building. Shout, Shout out big up, big up Levi every mm-hmm. time, man. So they they were all cool anyway. Um, so, and then you've got, um, you had other producers there um, as well. Um, so um, when I came to that studio to check um, to check Maestro to to shoot my project, yeah, that's when I met ADP properly. That's when I met Levi Lennox properly, um, and that's when I met like um, even um, another one of um, Maestro ADP's and Levi's friends, a songwriter, big him up, LPW. It's one of the sickest songwriters ever as well. Um, that's when I met the whole kind of the whole gang properly. That what are my older brothers and close friends now? Is when I met them then. So I was like, all right, cool. So then I really saw the studio life then, in it. So that week of filming a project changed my whole life musically i was like raw okay cool this is what it's really like oh my gosh these lot are just playing each other beats playing each other ideas after a day of sessions they'll come in children in in, in in one room in someone's room just play oh yo this is what i did today yo check this out this is what i did today i'm hearing some of the stuff they're making i'm thinking damn i'm thinking yo this is hard like this is what i need to do I, i'll play them some of my beats and that but i was like nah nah nah, nah. these men are really like they're making songs they're they're not working with crypto conan by then they're not doing do you know what i mean they're doing bad and i'm just like yeah no nah, nah, this is what i need to do so cool um i've made that project that project's done well as well that that that, that project was mad that was pretty was sick cool now after i've moved back down to london the first place i go to is that studio Eden studios um, so obviously, um, when I was working in Manchester for that year after uni, saving up money so I can come back down to London, Toby, um, TSB had been working there anyway. He was always around, um, cool, cool, cool. So, um, then now when I've moved down to London, I've gone to check TSB there, Maestro, Levi Lennox, ADP. Then I've literally just hung around that studio like a fly on the wall, basically. So I'm always there. So it's mad because my journey is difficult. Like, like I said, if I didn't have, um, my brothers, my older brothers, yeah, if I didn't have them, it might have been a bit difficult. It might have been a bit, it's not that it wasn't difficult because Lord knows I have my own struggles anyway, but it would have been, maybe it would have been a different route or something like that. So I, like I said, they were working with Captain Conan, some of the biggest songwriters, some of the biggest artists. I just see artists just walking through that place like it's nothing. So I'm like, okay, cool. Eventually they start to see your face all the time as well. Oh, hey, you know, blah, blah. And me, I'm just a sociable person sometimes anyway. So me, I'll probably banter with somebody and we'll probably talk, 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 we know each other's face, we'll, we'll know, they'll know me by face and I'll know them by name and face, etc. before they even knew I made music anyway. So it was like, uh, do you know what I mean? A&Rs would walk through that place, managers would walk through that place, labels, like, do you know what I mean? So that place was a hot spot. That place was a, you know what I mean? So um, I'd just be there literally um, all the time, day and night, even when I was working a job, I'll be there literally when I can, all the time, all the time. So um, if there was a spare room, let's say one of the men that went in that day, Oh, yo, can I use your room just to make me blah, blah, blah. So cool, I'll be making music in there, you know. I'll be soaking in the energy from that place. Basically, TSB and me were just soaking up the energy in there, innit? So um, that's how, um, that's kind of how um, I kind of started to meet people. Um, back then, I had a I had a manager as well, back then as well. Um, he would also put me in, like, songwriting sessions as well. Um, he um, he found me through um, one of my friends, Big Up Her, Nefira. She found me on SoundCloud when I was in uni. And then her manager, which was then my manager at the time as well, um, when I moved back down to London, he would put me in sessions with songwriters, you know, do this, do that, do that or whatever. So I was like, cool. So I'll be kind of doing, you know, doing what I can be um, as well, um, which was kind of cool. Um, so that's kind of um, how I had little sessions here and there. Obviously, that, that, that we, we split ways. That didn't work. Um, that didn't work. Um, so that was cool. So I was just, that was just freeballing for a while as well. Then after that, I stopped doing songwriting sessions after that. I was just freeballing. I was just in that place, just doing whatever. And, um, so my older brothers, they were actually moving out of that place now. They were, um, TSB had his room by then. They were kind of moving out and going somewhere else. And I think that is when J5 and, um, Huss then, that's when they move into our building. Um, so, uh, it was like, okay, cool. So, um, um, that's kind of then how I met J5 and, and J Haas and the whole team, et cetera, et cetera. Um, fast forward a couple of months, mm-hmm. eventually we started working and working and working. And then that's kind of how it kind of started and really happened. So it was being at the right place mm-hmm. at the right time and just never leaving studio basically. 
like I said, I'm fortunate. I, I had my older, my older cousin, um, his friends, my friends, my older brothers. I had them to just really observe and learn from it as well. I'd literally be sat there while they're making music sometimes. Oh, yo, what's that? How'd you do that? Oh, what's that? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'd meet the songwriters they're working with, do you know what I mean? And, and all that stuff. So um, not everybody's journey is going to be like that. I was just fortunate to have um, older friends and brothers who were doing this thing anyway. Um, so, um, that's kind of how I got my start into things basically. Um, so, um, so yeah, man, I hope that answers the question, but yeah, that's kind of how mm-hmm. I, that's how I got yeah, my yeah. kind of foot in the door really. So Hustle's the first thing that I actually really worked on properly. Hustle's the first, I had a lot of songs here and there, but Hustle's the first like label, like major label cut I ever had. And that was just by, so um, that was, that spirit, was right? so, um, that was working on Spirit, um, with TSB and, and J5. Yeah. And then I also had Leave Me with J5 as well and um, also played on um, Sweet Cheeks which was um, produced by J5 but um, I'm crediting on that as well just for playing keys and stuff like that um, so I had three songs on on Huss's first album um, which was just by being at that studio if I wasn't there I would do you know what I mean mm. it was just by being at that studio literally just mm. by being around and being there that's literally it mm. so um, so yeah man that's, mm. that's how it happened yeah and I'll say I'll, I'll add on that that's a blessing because there's some people that they have the right people around them, but they don't yeah. use them wisely. And then when they're like, oh, yeah, bro, like, I need you. Like, yeah, but I've been trying to help you for a minute, but you've like, yeah. Lord. That's the thing. Like, you you actually, like, like you said, you would go to the studio, you'll get to know these people. You'll stay there morning till night. And eventually they were like, okay, this guy's actually serious. Hence why you are where you are now, rather than just being just that cousin that's just yeah. there. And you're like, yeah, can we go? I'm hungry. Like, you wasn't annoying or anything like that. You, you was actually there to learn, so... That's amazing. Um, you spoke about spirit already. I already had that on my notes. So I want to talk about this song that I think is one of your best productions yeah. you've done. And I think the song is so cold. Most uh, people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk to me about this song because it's <laughs> yeah, the production, the whole song, like even his yeah. bath when he comes in. I put my bro done. That's why I think so sick. Like talk to me about that. How, so, how um, did that come up? Cool. That 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 came up in, um, so we made that song in 2017, like um, winter 2017. Um, I'll give you a little backstory. Yeah. So um, after after I done the hot stuff and all that stuff, that was cool. Um, that kind of now, obviously, as the outside world is, it was J5 and Huss's album to get that. So it was like, cool. But those who needed to know would know in it. So um, like probably industry professionals or whatever. So they'd be like, all right, cool. Who are these other people that are on the album as well? Cool, cool, cool. Let's look at them or whatever. So cool. Um, Back then, um, so I got um, short. Long story short, yeah, I got introed. Um, I met somebody called Ricky Blue at Since '93. Big up Ricky, man. That's my that's my um, that's my A and R now. That's who I'm signed to now um, for publishing. But um, back then, I got intro to him, um, and um, obviously um, he was interested in signing my publishing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, yeah, so I got I got intro to him, and then well, you know, we had we started a kind of like a business relationship. Oh yeah, let's talk, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and then, yeah, then like the first, when, when I realized, okay, that cool. Yeah. He wants to put an offering on me. Um, and that he was like, yeah, I'm interested, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the first, the first project or the first person that he brought me was Lowski. Um, so I was like, all right, cool. One, I was like, oh, Lowski's doing drill. I, I ain't never done drill back then. I, I listened to drill, but I'd only listened to the ones that broke through. Do you know what I mean? The, the popular ones. I didn't listen to the genre as a whole. Um, um, so I was like, okay, some of this drills, all right, cool. Some of it's all right. I'm like, mm, cool, cool, cool. And um, you know, Lowski, I didn't really hear from too tough. But um, after I deep he had a mad fan base. I was like, all right, cool. Anyway, um, so I was like, oh, cool. Um, so um, he's brought me Lowski, and I'm just like, oh, Lowski, like, do I, do, I don't know if I want to do Lowski, you know, like, do I, I want to do it? Um, so I'm just like, oh, I don't really do drill. Like, what can we do? Like, thinking. And then um, so I was like, oh, do you know what, anyway, my, my manager, um, TSB at the time, they were like, oh, yo, man, you never know, man, just might as well just try it. And he's got a big fan base as well. TSB knew more of his fan base than I did at the time. He was probably more up-to-date and aware of that stuff. So I was like, all right, cool. Hmm, okay, cool, interesting. And also, this is the person that probably wants to sign you as well. You're not going to tell them, oh, no, nah, I don't want to do this one, you know, when this is the, this is the first session that they're putting in for you just to kind of, you know, test the waters and see what can happen. So technically, yeah, I wasn't really going to say no ever anyway. Cool. Um, so I had a meeting with him that day before Lossley came. He played me a couple songs and I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. He played me Forrest Gump, the old version of Forrest Gump. Um, if you know, there's two versions of Forrest Gump, the version that me, um, I did with um, TSP, the, that version. And there's also the leaked version that happened before that. 
Um, so he played me the leap version, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. I see where you're not trying to go now. Cool. All right. No worries. Um, so then cool. Lowski's come. Cool. You know, like, yo, bro, you know, whatever, linked out, linked out, whatever. Cool. On the first day of us meeting, that's when we made F what my bro done. That's my jigger. Splash water jigger. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, cool. So, um, so that's the, like, the first session we ever had was Cool Kid. So um, I was like, all right, cool, send them on. And even the beat, yeah, that day, I didn't think the beat, I was, I, I didn't think the beat was anything like special. That, that, that was just, I was just, it was just, um, I love, bro. The beat is special. <laughs> It was just, very special. <laughs> it's, 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 some people say it's drill, yeah. I don't. I, I don't say it's drill because the drum pattern is the boom, boom. That's the. That's the. That's technically your what your Afro UK rap, Afro influence drum pattern. It ain't drill. Yeah. I don't say it's drill. I just say it's UK rap. If you know what I mean. Um. So I, you know, I just did the same. I just did that drum pattern, boom, and then obviously the reverse pianos. Just that's just what I like in general. Anyway, I didn't. Um, I like dark things sometimes. As well as I like happy things, I like dark things sometimes. So it was just that, yeah. I was like, oh, yo, bro, is the, is the beat cool? Like, yeah. Like, tell me if you don't like it. He's like, yeah, no, no, that's hard. It's hard, hard. Cool. So he was quiet for a while, just cool. And he laid the verses, and I was like, all right, cool. This, this is all right. And then, and then, yeah, man. And then that's just how it came about. To be honest, I, I didn't think too much when he was in the session at all. Um, I think he had the chorus already. He just didn't lay on anything. Then that beat came. Then he was like, ah, oh, cool, kid, I got the block hot. I have your done shots. I'm going to pull up where you hang. And I was like, oh, cool, say them more. I was like, this is kind of hard. And then, um, and then, yeah, man, that's that's pretty much how that came about, bro. I was just, I was just flexing. I, I didn't think about it too much. I didn't overthink. I just 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 had fun and just did whatever, really and truly. Um, and then, and then, yeah, man. It's a banger. I was at Wireless. I think I was at Wireless just before Stormzy was yeah. going on when you headlined. And obviously the DJ oh, was just like playing some mixes. Then the song came on. I just saw everyone's reaction. I was like, <laughs> slaps. And I was like, this nah, song, bang, like, nah, it's a banger. So I'm gonna speed past the 2019. Yeah. So before before I even ask you, um, guys, I had a session with Ayo. I think it was February 2019. And before we started working, he was like, "Yo, I'm taking it. <laughs> I don't care." And I was like, "Right." He was like, "Nah, bro, on a big man, I'm taking it. Like this year's my year." And you know, sometimes people tell you that and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. say nothing. But there was some conviction to him. I was like, you know what? Yeah. He's not playing about. And like, we did a song and even the, like, the track is sick. So 2019, you went on to, yeah, to yeah, Disaster, yeah. Uh, Day featuring Jay Huss, which was a number one, yeah. um, a number one yeah. album that you was a part of. Um, Skepta, Jay Huss, yeah. list, what do you mean? And yeah. Boy, African Giant, <laughs> this side featuring YG, which you was part of the album that was grabbing on the So all that that I've just said, guys, when I said, bear, bear in mind what I said, in February, he said mm. 2019, he's taking over. So between those three things that I've mentioned, which one was like, what hit you the most? Like, you was like, rah, like, um... this is crazy. Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I didn't even know, fam. I, I didn't even know because so much happened. It's like, ah, oh, fam, I didn't even know, fam. And bear in mind, I didn't know a lot of that stuff was going to happen. So you know when some people, they know things, like they know what's got in the pipeline. They're like, yo, I know this is coming. So bro, trust me. And I say this is blah, blah, Bro, I didn't know at the time. I think, I, I don't think I, bro, I didn't know about, I didn't know about none of them, to be honest. I didn't know about any of them. I don't think I knew about, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know mm. about any of them, bro. Like, um, obviously the disaster Dave and Huss one, I had, we had that record. But I didn't know that was going on the album like that. It was, I thought other stuff was going on there, but I didn't know that was going on the album. I didn't know that until probably the week prior or two or two weeks or whatever. Uh, African Giant, the um, Burner Boy song, we um, um, shout out to Levi. I actually produced that with Levi as well. Um, we made that song the year before or whatever. I had no idea that that was all coming out that year properly and all that stuff like that. Cool. Um, the Skepta and, and Huss song, what do you mean, bro? We made that when Huss came out of prison. Um, we made, That song was made on a Friday. His album was already being submitted on a Monday, bro. I made that song on a Friday, Saturday, finished off, Sunday, sent the stems. That's the quickest turnaround I've ever had for Madness. any song. Madness. That song was literally made two days. The third day, I have to send the stems off. Fam, that was mad. So I didn't know. I just knew that I was just going to do a madness. But um, in terms of what hit me the most, bro, I can't lie to you. I, I don't know. I don't know because the, the dating was the first number one, which is cool. Like, I don't even know how to let me say it's cool because that sounds like I'm trying to put it down and that. But it was it was mad. Like that was mad. Like humble. Like I didn't I didn't I deep it, but I was just like, rah, yo, I just worked on a number one album. Like yo, 
um, disaster charted at number eight as well. Um, and that wasn't even a single, no video, no nothing. They just, that was just, a, mm. that was a song that was added last minute. Like, all right, cool, let's do this. Boom, next thing you know, it's number eight. That was my first top 10 as well. And then the album was number one. So that was a mad surreal moment. Um, um, then obviously, um, what do you mean? That charted at number 14. Again, that song, like I said, the turnaround was mad. I made it on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the stem has been sent off. Monday's on the album. I'm like, all right, cool, right, that's mad. Um, again, that, that album tried at number two. Again, that was so surreal. That was surreal to be working with Skepta. Like, that man grew up listening to Skepta, you know, like, like bro, when I had um, an iPod classic back in the day, I used to have some of his videos on my iPod. Um, and you know what I mean? Just just look at videos. We all know Skepta. Skepta's been big from, from day in it. So um, before I even thought all of this was possible, mm. man's been looking at Skepta. I've been seeing BBK, JB, everyone. So it's like, right, to actually sit in a room with a legend like that and just talk and collaborate together, and he was so blessed, so humble, so cool. He wasn't like, nah, I, do you know what? I can produce myself, you know, it's cool. I got this one. Oh, who's this guy? I don't know him, blah, blah. Even though I've seen, he knows, lost, he knows, he likes Cool Kid and all that stuff. Because when that came out and all that stuff, I've seen him promoting all that stuff, all, all those songs and stuff like that. So I know he likes some of my music, but I don't think he even knew that it was me at the at first second. So to even mm. be sat in the room and work closely next to Skepta or whatever, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I was cool and composed, but fam, in my head, I'm thinking, yay. Hey, so it's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So that that hit me as well. But then, so it's hard to say what was the what was the one that really hit man. Um, Burner Boy, I met Burner Boy on. I think I actually first met Burner Boy when he first came back to London in 2016. When he was first allowed back in London, he came to that those Eden Studios for a session with Sneak or something like that, or something back in the day. And um, oh, sorry about accident. And um, um, so I met him then. Then I, obviously I linked up again with him when um, we did the This Side song. Um, and, you know, Burner Boy's mad cool, mad bless. You know, you know, you know mm-hmm. Burner Boy. Come on, you know. You know Burner, <laughs> Burner Boy's guitarist. Yeah, you travel about, with Burner Boy. It's, 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 it's not about me, but I just, have to, I just have to highlight, you know oh, Burner Boy, yeah, So <laughs> you know what it's like to be Burner Boy. You know it. So I don't need to say too much of that, because you know. Um, but, um, but, yeah, so that one, bro, he's mad cool, mad humble, just good vibes. Um, and that one, that was mad sick, cool. But... <sighs> That I could, you know, what, actually, no, you know, what, I'm not gonna lie, the Burner Boy thing that to be Grammy nominated, fam. That I was about to yeah, say, I was like, yeah, that, yeah, it has yeah, to yeah. be, it has <laughs> to be Burner. Like, you know, what, I'm, I'm like, Yo. I can't lie, I, I'm just explaining how they've all hit me in different ways, but yeah, the best, the best, not the best, but the one that hit me the most, and it even hit me straight away, it took a while. Uh, was the mm. Grammy one? Um, because mm. even though like it wasn't like oh, your specific track was nominated, bro, man, I'm Grammy nominated for a project that I've worked on. And it's like, bro, that is mental. So do you know what? Yeah, yeah, I can't lie. Explaining it all now, yeah, it's gotta be, yeah, it's gotta be, bro, it's gotta be better. It has yeah, to it's be gotta that. be that. Like, I can't lie to you, even, fam. Yeah, <sighs> bro. That day we had a show, that was our last show, the European tour, mm. and we we're at the airport, and then I think one of my boys says me saying, Oh, Grammy nominations are up. And then I'm scrolling, scrolling, then I see best international uh, world international album, and I'm like, mad. I'm like, I'm playing for someone I got nominated. Not only that, I know three people personally that actually worked on that project where I'm like, Lunch. that is so big. You, Levi, and my boy Venno, who played sax on, um, on anybody. anybody. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, Venno, this is nuts. And Venno, like that that day, that whole show, he 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 was just on 100 energy-wise. I was just like, this is just crazy. Lunch. Like, like, I felt like if I was nominated, like, I was getting people text me saying congratulations. I was like, I didn't do anything. I just played for the guy. Like, Blood, text, like message my boys, but like, nah, that was definitely it. Was mental, fam. That that was mental. Like, I'm not gonna lie. So, um, I see, I see the Grammys here, recording Academy. I see them post the credits of certain albums. This was before the nominations. I see them post it, and I was like, hmm, interesting. They posted the album, right? They must like the album. All right, cool, cool. That's nice. Um, they posted the credits of the album. That's nice to have my name there. You have to see it there. That's cool. So I'm like, all right, cool. Then I had a session, excuse me, I had a session with my boy, um, funny, the day before the Grammy nominations came out, I had a session with my boy Scribs Riley, um, big up Scribs every day, man. If you don't know, he's a mm-hmm. wavy producer, one of the sickest. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's been nominated and and actually a Grammy Award winner for um, a couple of projects the year before anyway, Cardi B, her and all that stuff. So um, I had a session with him and he's like, oh, bro, he's like, raw Grammy nominations are up tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I swear, I actually didn't know. I was like, I swear down, cool. 
and we're talking about it, blah, blah. He's like, oh, bro, Burner Boy might get nominated, you know. Burner Boy has to slide it. And I'm just thinking, right, but it was seeing it. Because obviously, like I said, they had posted the credits and all that stuff. And I'm just like, mm, they might just do that anyway for songs that they like. I don't know if they're doing that because they, they're planning to nominate that, all those projects, in it. So I was like, cool, whatever, whatever. Cool. The next day, yeah, I, I, um, I woke up. I actually forgot today was Grammy nomination day, that day, innit? I see a text. Congratulations, bro. I said, I said, well, can you go and this for what? Like, What's going on? And then, um, and then, um, cool. He's like, oh, then he sent me a screenshot. Fam, I screamed. I said, hey, no way. I screamed the house down. I said, no way. I said, but way, it's just been nominated for a Grammy. And that whole day, yeah, I don't think it hit me properly. Like, even though I was like, yo, Grammy, I don't think it hit me until like a couple, couple days after. And I don't think it really hit me because I was like, yo, I just worked on a project that's just now made me Grammy nominated. Like, like, big up everybody that worked on that project, fam. I'm a, like, I'm, I'm a side by legends, bro. And fam, that that was only in 2019, bro. I came back to London in 2016 to start this music. 2017 is when my first release came out. 2018, nice. 2019, Grammy nominated. Are you taking a piss? Oh my days. But you said you was going to kill the year. Fam. Like I said, I should have recorded you that day. I, should, I really should have recorded you. Like. But I had, bro, I never expected it. I never expected that, though. That was mental, fam. That was mental, bro. That, that one was mental, fam. But yeah, man. You killed yeah, it. Yeah, and then, obviously, 2020, um, I saw you in LA for Burner's Party, um, which was sick. That, that was a crazy day. And then... Big conspiracy by J House comes out and it goes number one. So you got another one, number one. No. <laughs> yeah. So you start, you was like, ah, right, cool. You know what? 2019, cool. You know what? Let, let, let's carry on the number ones in it, shall we? And uh, there you have Bro, it. That, that, that one, that one there, that, that again, that was another blessing, man. That was amazing because that one, um, that was have to be on that project again to be working with the camp again. Um, that one was just, uh, yeah, that one, that, that one. No, no, like no promo. Obviously, the album leaked and all that stuff. Um, no videos, no nothing. Uh, if I'm, I'm in LA and I, I'm hearing, I'm hearing it's looking like it's gonna go number one. Blah blah. I don't know. It's looking. Like, obviously, we can see the we can see the midweek charts and all that stuff. So, when it's looking like it's gonna go number one, and it's like, oh, it could be, you know, it could be, a, it could be tough because the guys we were up against, I think they were some old school legends, and they don't, they don't have no. I think they didn't have no, no Spotify plays or whatever. Not that much, but theirs was all physical down and um, physical copies in it. That's a madness. So it was like, ah, oh, bro, we're gonna get it. when it comes to Thursday, and it was looking like we we're gonna get. I was like, bro, we'll just wait and see. I just felt like, I'm not looking at this man. Let me just go sleep and let me just enjoy LA and we'll see. And at the best, we're gonna get a top five album. That's that's hard because last time we, I think we got Common Sense got number six. So top five, I don't mind. I don't mind. The next day, I hear congratulations, bro. Also, I stayed in the Airbnb with my manager, Maestro, Toby. Um, TSB and, and me, so we just hear congratulations. We're like, huh? It's number one, number one. We're like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. So, fam, mm-hmm. to have that, yeah, amongst the Grammy nomination as well, all that stuff, it was just crazy, fam. Second number one in under a year, and that, and it's just mad, fam. It was, it's just this so surreal. So, um, mm-hmm. and to have four songs on it, um, absolutely mental, bro, absolutely mental, bro. It's, um, and there's one song where you, it's literally just you fight for your own. Yeah, yeah, true. Exactly, yeah. So that was, that was your first song with Hus where it was just like you. Yeah, were, yeah. Like, that was, um, that, yeah. I've, been, I've been in the studio with Hus, been working with him anyway, been doing stuff with him anyway. Um, obviously, those songs mm-hmm. they, they ain't come out or whatever, but um, that one, funny enough, that was made around the same time as What Do You Mean was made. Um, that's, that's the mm-hmm. first song he actually made for himself after coming out of prison, Fight for Your Right. Um, so um, that one was just us two the whole studio just us two that day just just making and yeah so it was so sick to have that um, and just yeah man even even if I didn't have one on my own anyway just to still be on the album and collaborate with everybody or whatever it was just, just yeah man it's mad sick regardless bro Wicked. regardless bro sick so um, recently you've been doing these beat breakdowns yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think Thank it's you, sick um, what, what, what inspired you to do that was it just a thing because okay cool we're quarantine might as well just do something like that or was it something you always had planned um to do for you know what, yeah there was, there was a time november 2018 i believe i was stuck um i was in manchester i had to go back to manchester for my mom, my mom still lived in manchester at the time 
and um um for i had to go back for some family reasons in it um so um i had to do some stuff there and then while i wasn't doing any music i was just like oh fam what can i do i need to boost like you know boost my social i want to be out there more because me i don't really like being out there like that i don't really like showing my face so i don't really like doing all that stuff um it was uh, it's um it was just like you know what though if you want your brand to be you know what it is or what it can be you need to be out there doing stuff be active and that um, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you can't just, just sit there and just let it just grow by itself. Well, you can, but like, you know, be active in it. So I was like, you know, I, I need to be active. But it started to hit me that like, people message me, oh, yo, I love this. I love your production. This is sick. Oh, this is sick. And it started to hit me that even though I still feel new in the game and I still am, even though I still feel new, people are not looking at me the same way. People are like, oh, yo, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? Oh, bro, oh my gosh, you replied. Oh, bro, this, this, that. And I'm like, bro, like, I'm starting to think, fam, only in 2016, I was the same. I was the same. Or even prior to then, I was the same. I'll message guys and be like, yo, bro, this is sick. How'd you blah, blah? Do you know what I mean? So um, I think I posted the idea then. Should I do brief breakdowns and whatever, whatever? And obviously, for whatever reason, I got busy and I didn't do them. Um, but um, so I remembered I should have been doing them from then. And also, when I was younger, um, when I when I just used to just make beats in my bedroom, I'd always search on YouTube for beat breakdowns. I'd always would love to see what they did. So any video that was a producer that I loved and was in the studio with an artist or in the studio just playing beats, bruv, inject it. I loved it. I just loved it. I just wanted to see more. Do you know what I mean? I would love to, and what I used to hate, yeah, producers would, they would gloss over their track so quickly. I hear it, yeah. I hear like, you know, just, I, I get it. Like, you don't want to show them everything. I get it. Do you know what? I get it, but fam, like, I, I don't know, like, I was just like, nah, man, you can't, I just wanted, you don't have to explain every single bit, but make it a bit longer at least. Like, I just wanted to see videos of my favourite producers back then breaking down the songs that I loved, in it. Um, So that's literally, that was literally, that's the main motivation behind it. When I was a young producer or when I was a young beat maker in my bedroom, I wanted to see this stuff. I wanted to, I just wanted to see all that kind of content. So I was like, you know what, yeah? Let me just start doing some breakdown videos um, um, as well as something to do in this lockdown, as well as something to keep me active, you know, keep my socials going as well. Keep, keep me being engaged with people as well as that stuff. It was primarily because fam, I just wanted to see that stuff when I was younger. So why don't I think that there's, there's other young beat makers that want to see that stuff as well? Um, and some of the messages mm-hmm. I've been getting is just as I thought. Um, obviously some of them have been mad unexpected, but um, some people have been like, yo, bro, this has been written. I need to see that, bro. Thank you, blah, blah. And that's literally what I wanted to see when I was coming up. Um, so yeah, that's that's the main reason behind it, really and truly, just to help other producers um, show them that, fam, there's not a lot going on sometimes in beats and stuff like that. Just show them what's going on, really and truly. That's literally it, man. Mm-hmm. That's the main motivation behind it. Sick. Um, so i got three more questions, but prior to that, this is not a question. This is just one of your recent Instagram posts, Granddad Energy, that teaser. So I can't wait for that to come out. <laughs> like, I was literally stuck on your page for like a good 10 minutes and I was like, can I go off this guy's page now? Like, I'm like, it just slaps the more and more, it just keeps loading up. Like, I can't wait for that to come out. Like, so I got three questions. What is your dream cut? Who would, like, who would you love to work with? Like, uh, dream cut? Uh, yeah. You know what, yeah? It sounds mad, yeah, but I know you ain't the same and that, yeah, but I, I want to cut with 50 Cent, you know? Like, I, like, I want a mad cut with 50 Cent, like a mad cut. Do you know what? Get Rich and I Trying, yeah, was my first album that I ever bought with my own money. Like, that's like, I, I went to, um, I had a family um, holiday in year, when I was in year six. And um, back in back in that day, that's when 50 Cent was really coming. That was 2003. Um, so um, that's when the album came out. I didn't really, you know, I, I wasn't really aware of him like that. It, and he went popping in the UK like that. Obviously, America, things happen first over there anyway, before they come here or whatever, whatever. And there weren't really no internet like that back then properly. There was internet, but it wasn't, do you know what I mean? So, um, so cool. Mm-hmm. I think I was in Walmart with my mum and I think I had my own spending money or whatever. And I've, I was walking past the album section. I see like a, a red album cover, glass, like a bullet hole in the glass, a man looking wham there. I'm just like, right, that's the first thing I caught. It was a glass, the shattered glass, the bullet hole. I was like, right, cool, what's this? Then I see it, I'm like, right, cool. I look to the back, you know, uh, in the club, white world gangster, patiently waiting, wankstar, you know. I'm like, okay, cool. I just put it in the thing. I was like, mom, can you get it? I, I didn't realise it said parental, expl- um, parental advisory, explicit lyrics. I didn't, I didn't deep all that stuff. So I just put it in anyway, cool. That's That was my first album I ever bought. 
So obviously, in my household, I had my sister anyway. I had um, so I've been listening to MTV bass. I've been listening to other music anyway. My other sister, when she used to drop me to school, she would play like Jaru in the car. I didn't really, I didn't really like that at the time. Jaru was up in it until later on, but um, she would play Jaru in the car. But the bare things, just like bare things. I've been introduced to urban music anyway, so my love was already kind of there. Just that album though, fam. Oh, yo. So since then, Fifty's been one of my one of my goals, man. So just for even if the song didn't do a madness, just for experience, I would just love to have a song with 50 Cent, man. That would be so, so sick. Mm. That would be so, so sick. And you was going to say 50. Uh, come on. And you was going to say 50. <laughs> uh, next question. Who has the best producer tag in the UK? In the UK? Who has the best? I owe Chef in this issue. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. <laughs> ah, fam, who's got a slogan? Oh, no, no, no. Nigel's got a slogan. Sounds like Nigel. I can't lie. I like Nigel. I like Nigel. I like Nigel as well. Um, Nigel is hard. Um, I'm not going to lie. I like Nigel. Sounds like Nigel. I always be like, sounds like Nigel. And, you know, but fam, come on. I always definitely the issue. Let's let's be just be a bit biased. Let me just scream my thing, please. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie, though. Okay. Do you know who actually does have, technically has the best title, J5? Do you know why? Fuck, melodic. Yeah. You, you, like, I can't lie, I wish I had a melodic beat tag so that you can sing it in the song. Mm-hmm. But don't mm. worry, people are going to start saying it as it's a lyric very soon. They're going to start saying it as it's a lyric. Don't worry, my thing's coming. But um, but his is melodic, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? You can't, you can't say it. You can't say his name without yeah. singing it, do you know what I mean? So, do you know you what I mean? Say, you got to yeah, sing it. So technically, for, for effects and everything, yeah, he's got the best tag. I can't lie, I can't lie to you. But I was definitely an issue, though. And um, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not joking. Uh, and last but not least, um, advice for upcoming urban producers in the UK. What would you tell them? Um, do you know what? Yeah, networking is amazing. Like, obviously, talent is you know good and all that stuff. Yeah, like don't get to the talent is half the job as well, or even more than half the job, hundred percent. Um, but networking as well. Make sure you're playing your music to people. Um, being active or whatever, whatever. Um, just uh, social media is a powerful tool now as well. Connect with other people. Um, do you know what I mean? Because you never know them. You never know who they might know and who they might know, etc., etc. Bro, you could just play somebody one thing. They could be like, oh, yo, blah blah. Next thing you know, you might have a cut with a mad person or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Um, but just yeah, networking um, is a mad thing as well. Um, and just, 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 just keep, just keep active. Like, don't stop. Like, like, just keep making music, man. That sounds cliche and that, yeah. But like, just, just, just keep going. Like, um, listen to what's out there, and just be like, don't, don't make the same, don't copy the same thing, don't make the same thing. But just, just, just have fun and experiment. Make, make, like, like, listen to what's out there, yeah. But then just have your own spin on it. Do you know what I mean? Be different. We need, we need a lot of different people. Do you know what I mean? So um, just 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 experiment. Have fun with the music. Don't overthink it. Um, have fun um, and just yeah, man. Like if you you know persistence as well. Keep at it. Like it will happen. Just keep at it. But um, like I said, just network as well, man. Network. Meet. Make sure you're meeting people um, and all that stuff. Because sometimes it's not even about what you know. It's who you know. Um, which is which is yeah, which is the mad thing. Um, sad sometimes, but yeah, sometimes it is actually about who you know um, and not always what you know. So, so yeah, man. Yeah. Preach, man. Well, people keep saying this, you know, and fam, people have been saying this for time. Someone said it the other day, yeah. Hey, I could have slapped them through the camera, but it's fine. It's fine. No, joking, no, joking. Hey, Sam, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. Because I remember one time I was like, bro, you, you look like someone. He said, don't say it. And I was like, okay, no, I'm not the first person to have said it. Nah, I'm not the first. But honestly, thank you for, oh, for, for sharing. All, all this, man. I appreciate you, man. And, um, yeah, hopefully catch you soon. I'll link, up soon, man, link up soon, man. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me, though, man. Sure, I'm, I'm always sure. here to share gems or just talk about my journey. Just to do whatever, man. I don't mind. I'm always here, man. So thank you for having me, bro. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, bro. Say night. Bless up. <laughs>